No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. This episode of No Simple Road is brought to you by the one and only Shop, Shop Tour, Tour Bus. Bus. Go to shoptourbus.com and check out the Digital Lots coolest Grateful Dead inspired t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, trucker hats, tote bags, kids clothes. All the fun merch. All of it. Well, not all of it. Well, lots of fun merch. Lots of it. There and it's the comfiest lots of stuff. Fun. It's so comfy, these t-shirts. This is like high quality stuff. Yeah, man. You, you got to just go over there and order it. It is the holidays, and you know, it's that time of year when you can't think of what to get for somebody. This is the perfect gift for the head in your life that it is. likes the Grateful Dead. It's an adventure, it's an outfit, and it's supporting the No Simple Road family. And small business, man. Just and, saying. And to boot, this doesn't just come to you in a boring, all these boring Amazon boxes are going to be coming this time of year. This is like the dopest intention put in this box it's a little box that has a, somebody over there at shop tour bus put all the intention into a grateful dead lyric or whatever they decide to do on it it comes like hand painted or markered up or everything it is like a keepsake yeah it, it comes full of all kinds of goodies yep all kinds of stuff on the inside of that thing there could be figurines gum candy you don't know what's going to be in there and some of you are going to get a miracle bootleg Grateful Dead cassette tape in your order and all of you are going to get free shipping if you put in the promo code No Simple Road. That's right. No Simple Road is the promo code all one word so go to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram to see what they're doing over there. It's something special. Check it out. Have you ever listened to Mississippi Sounds? Out of a sun? That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Well shit. You absolutely can. Yeah. And you probably should. And you know what? When you go to electricfishlights.com, your eyes are going to be imploded with the magnificence, the stupendousness, the outrageous IQ technology that they're putting together to create one-of-a-kind, dope-ass lighting fixtures for your home. That's right. They use recycled uh, plastic milk jugs, and they create these one-of-a-kind lighted, lighted, lit, 
work of art. Lit. Yeah, lit. <laughs> lit. It truly lit. is lit. It's lit. <laughs> All the lights come with a 12-year a energy-efficient, safe-to-leave-on bulb, a 12-foot right. cord, a hardware kit to hang the light. They're safe to use outside, inside, upside, downside. It doesn't matter which side you use on these the lights. Side. You could use them on the flip side. <laughs> you could also... You can send them for Christmas presents. Look, it's this is a great gift unique. ideas over here. Yeah. This is a very unique gift, and they got you covered. They do go to their site and look. They do all the cartoon characters. They got all the sports teams covered. I mean, the possibilities are endless. And they're hooking up the No Simple Road family with 25, I said it, Dang. 25% 25. off. When you put it in the promo code NSR, get it? No Simple Road. NSR, NSR when you check out. You're going to get 25% off, and you're going to get Delaware Magic in your box. What's Delaware Magic, Aaron? I don't know, you guys. You're going to have to order it and find out. Could be a Frisbee. It could be bunny ears. It could be something really fucking amazing. But the amazing thing is going to be the light that you order from there. Make sure you get that color-changing bulb upgrade, too, or the Bluetooth speaker color-changing bulb upgrade, because that just adds another dimension to an already multi-dimensional piece of artwork for your home. So go to electricfishlights.com and check out what they're doing over there. To light up the world. Yeah. And enlighten yourself. So you live in Portland and you want to get stoned. Do you just go to the dispensary around the corner? No. You go out to Hillsborough or Forest Grove and you go to Define Premium Cannabis. Not only, the only reason that you would do that, you would think, would be because they're a sponsor of No Simple Road. But you would be wrong if you thought that. The reason I'm telling you to go out there is because they have the best cannabis products in Oregon. Period. That's just a fact. It is. You know what else they got? What else they got? They've got me. Oh, they do. They have <laughs> this the one is and Apple, only Apple. And I work there. So if you come out and visit us, I'm at the Hillsboro location Monday through Friday. And if you go in there Monday through Friday business hours, Apple will come out of the back dressed like a trash can. And he will vomit out the coolest uh cannabis product just okay kind of like oscar the grouch yeah, i exactly like, that. like that yeah so come out there it's a confusing world in the cannabis industry there's new products all the time it's hard to know how to suit yourself for the right product that is our goal take our time with you get you educated get you sent out the door with what you need for your mind body and can, soul wait can we just stop for a second i grew i i grew up in in high school in the 80s i graduated in 1989 in my wildest dreams i never imagined First of all, that cannabis would be a legal thing that you could just go to a shop and buy. Second of all, I never dreamed that a cannabis company would be sponsoring the podcast that I do about the thing that I love the most Mm, in the world. No. So (laughs) it's pretty dope that we have a cannabis sponsor. Just think about that for a minute. Every day I go to work, I look at it to have 24 to 28 strains available at all times. We used to be the dope psyched man had when the dope man had. Get. And sometimes if he had two things, like, oh, this cheap $20 shit or this $35, that yeah. was like the bonus. That is not what's happening out at Define. So go out to Hillsboro or Forest Grove. Make sure you say hi to Apple. Make sure you t- tell them that you listen to No Simple Road because they're going to hook you up with 10% off. And your first time in, you're going to get a free T-shirt. And if you wear that T-shirt when you come back the next time and tell them that you listen to the show, you're going to get 15% off. Yeah, that's an extra 5% for just wearing the shirt into the shop. Yep. So go out there, get stoned, get, take care of your aches and pains, take care of your head, take care of your body, all those little things that go wrong. Apple will hook you up. You're going to get clothes. You're going to get discounts. It's awesome. Free weed. It's also Christmas time. People like weed. Yes, they do. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor. 
Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Simple road in the house. Yeah, new equipment and Mel. I got a fancy new MacBook Pro streaming live. You sure did. It got me all excited. And this is Apple coming at you on the new Apple Mac (laughs) that just came today. Who's that over there, Owen? Um, I said my name. You did, weren't did paying. You, you were too busy talking over me. I was. Oh, yeah. sorry. Rewind it. I love it. Hey, rewind it. <laughs> Let's go Let's back. Check the <laughs> tape. They don't oh, need to hear backwards. that I'm Mel every thirty seconds. Are you Mel? Uh, no. Hey, now, no simple road family. How's everybody doing? We're back with another fun-filled episode for everybody. And who do we have? We I can't ha- hear myself at all. We oh, have Memphisippi sounds this week. What? Yeah, we have Yellow P. You guys are in for a treat. I, I missed this one, so you guys Yeah, you were not present about... for this one, and you would yeah, have loved that it. we told... We're going to follow up with these guys in the future and get both of them on. I hope so. Because Cam was not present for this. Their music's incredible. We, super awesome to jam to, and just good vibes. I wish I could have been there, but I'm excited to hear the interview. Yeah, Damien is, is Yellow P, Damien Pearson, and, and he is the harmonica player from Memphisippi Sounds, and this is something different. Um that uh, came to us from Dennis McNally and the Memphisippi sounds is part of little village. And 
they are pulling some serious new talent. Yeah. They yes. Are. And like I said, this is not, um, this is not what you would expect as far as like jam music is concerned that this is like down home blues and we got taken to school. Damien took us to school with the different types of blues that um, are down in the South. I, I knew that there was like Delta blues and like Chicago blues, but I didn't know that there was like a difference down South. Yeah. Like that. Well, like on their, on their site, when you go to it, it says a custom blend of North Mississippi hill country blues with mixed with Memphis blues and soul rock, pop and hip hop. Yeah. Wow. And you hear all that in this. And then he plays the harmonica, the harp and he did, man, he is amazing. And you'll hear the story, but the, the story, how he got into playing it is awesome. Yeah. I, and he plays a little for us when he moves to the, he started out, oh, really? it started Just out, he, he was like, he was in a juice bar or mm-hmm. something like that. And then it started getting crowded and a little loud. So he picked up his laptop technology. Amazing. He's, he's like, his phone. he's like, was he on the phone? Yeah. And then he, he goes to his car and we finish it in the car and he plays a little harmonica and everything. And he's. He's just amazing. Very inspirational. That's cool. And their story is super dope too. It's it, it really is the the universe putting people together that need to be playing together. And you know they, I'm I don't want to ruin it, but you know it's one of those stories that it lets you know that there's another hand working behind the scenes putting people together that that can make beautiful music together, literally and figuratively. So I am super excited for you guys to get to know Memphisippi Sounds. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go check them out. Check out their website. Check them out. They have a new video that came out for one of the songs, "Who's Gonna Ride," which is actually I I just saw that this came out. I gotta go watch this after we do the intro. It's a bunch of the footage. This was recorded in the famous Sun Studios. Um, this is talked about in the interview too, and the respect for that place and what has gone down there. And it's footage of them recording at Sun Studio. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. So lots, lots to take in with these, with these gentlemen. And, um, the new album is out, out Apple. What's the name of the album again? The, the name of the album. Hey, just had it pulled up here. I don't know. I blink. Welcome to the land. Yeah. Welcome the to the, the land. Album. So it's out on all the streaming platforms. Show these guys some love, man. This is, this is music from the heart and soul and, uh, Memphis Ify sounds deserves mad respect. And, and, and as I said, this is to what I first listened to it when Aaron said, this is who we're going to. This is two dudes, and the sound that comes out of them is huge. Yeah, it sounds like a huge, like a band. These these guys are amazing. You're gonna dig them. Yeah. So we'll get you to the interview. We're gonna do some real quick business, and we'll get you right to it. Remember to stick around after the conversation we have, so that you can hang out with No Simple Road a little bit. Don't don't leave us hanging at the end of the interview, y'all. And stick around because there's more. All right. Don't forget. Don't forget. Promise. I promise. Okay. Cool. Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com and make sure you click on the uh, merch tab up at the top because there's all kinds of No Simple Road merchandise available. And you know what? It's chilly outside. The perfect time for a hoodie. It's the perfect time for a zip-up hoodie or a front pocket hoodie. And you could hook yourself up and you could represent the No Simple Road crew out there. Also, I had a couple of you reach out to me recently through our email uh, inquiring about street team. Um, yes, absolutely. Anybody that wants to do street team for no simple road by handing out flyers when you go to shows, 
hit me up at info at no simple road.com and I will give you the details and I'll give you a little gift for being part of the no simple road family and doing the legwork out there. That's really sweet. Yeah. Seeing it, our flyers out there and we didn't give them out. That's right. Thank We're you so finding much. finding stickers like on Instagram when they're at a show and you see a sticker stuck on a wall somewhere in a picture. That's fucking cool. Man. <laughs> yeah, it is. So yeah, street team. Also, you can go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road. No simple road. That is how we pay the bills. Yes, there's bills when you do what? a podcast. There's bills? There is, Mel. You wow. wouldn't think that you can't you... just live for free and do no, no. Get, just gather all the money. technology people <laughs> and software people want money and stuff. No, and and you know you can give away your art for free, but you know we're just asking for a buck a month or five bucks a month if your heart is in it that way. If you you know listen to No Simple Road every week, you could pitch us a buck. That'd be cool. Patreon.com forward slash No Simple Road. That's how we pay the bills and keep the lights on. Uh, what else? What am I missing? The tepid line. What's the number? Uh, 971-808-1524. That number again. 971-808-1524. And when you dial that number, you can leave a fun Christmas story, a recipe that you're going to be making, maybe a nice cookie recipe. Um, you can leave a cool childhood memory, you know, you can leave maybe your favorite episode. You can do all kinds of fun stuff, but communicate with us at 971-808-1524. And the most important thing that you could do for us here at No Simple Road is go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or a five star. Oh, Ooh. we got a new we one. Got, we got a new one. Right on. Do you want to do it, Mel? I did the last okay. one. I'll... All right. Yeah, I was very excited to just open that up and see that we have a nice cool. dope new review. NSR brings the love. Who, who did it? Uh, Confounded Bridge 1211. We love you. Yes, we do. Confounded Bridge 1211. Thank you so much. So on November 23rd, these homies run a killer show mm. full of all kinds of topics. The biggest continuing thread I see through all the episodes, though, is love. They truly care about the community, family they have created, and are continually finding new ways to spread their message throughout the cosmos. Wowie Zowie. Thank you so much. Wowie Zowie. Hell yeah, dude. That's sweet. No, I said Wowie Zowie because oh. I, I feel like oh, it. Oh, okay. I feel like it. No, that's a good that. response to that. Well, uh, that's really sweet. Confounded Bridge 1211. That we appreciate is what we're that talking so about. much. Uh, hit the five stars and then be like, oh, no simple road is super cute and fun. I love listening to them on my drive home, whatever it is. And we'll read it and we'll feel all warm and fuzzy. And the main thing that that does besides the warm and fuzzy thing is it helps other people find out about the show. But yeah. if you want to get involved in doing that, you know what you could do? Tell somebody that doesn't listen to the show that you think would dig it uh, about it. Word of mouth. It's a big deal, man. So, you know, that Maybe doesn't cost anything but some air. This is another thing. What if you do know somebody that listens to the show, but they've never heard your favorite show. Mm. So you can tell them about your favorite show maybe swap favorite shows and listen that way it'd be like a no simple road book club but with yeah. interviews wow that's a good idea it's a really good idea all right so you all have your homework go out there and handle all of it patreon and reviews and do all the stuff and we'll keep doing all the stuff and right now we're going to do the main stuff what's that we're going to get you to the interview so Sweet. without further ado the no simple road crew gives you the memphisippi sounds
What's happening, man? What's up, man? Where you guys at? We're in Portland, Oregon. Where are you? Portland, Oregon. I'm in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, shit. I'm Aaron, by the way. What's up, Aaron? And I'm Apple. Apple. Aaron and Apple. What's up? Yellow P. <laughs> so, hey, man. Lots of stuff going on with you, huh? What we should... Lots, lots of stuff going on, man. Yeah. You got... You guys got a chance to check the album out? Oh, yeah. We were just listening to Well, it's very appropriate. We were listening to the track Saturday morning right before we walked in here. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, yeah. That's yeah. the one. Hey, yeah. Matt, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody that's listening so they know who we're talking to? What's up, everybody? I'm Yellow P out of Memphis, Tennessee. Bill Street harmonica player, among other things, uh, singer, songwriter, whatnot. Half of the duo of Memphis Sippy Sounds. What's up? Welcome to the land. Yeah, I love it, man. You know, it's very cool that you are with Little Village, man. Man, it is. It's crazy how the how the link up came through Aki Kumar. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yeah. But uh, excellent harmonica player, and he kind of brought us into the village, man. Yeah, and and also our other connection is Dennis McNally, man. Like that, in our world, that is like iconic, legendary status. You know what I'm saying? Like that that guy is OG, as they say. And uh, I'm curious, man how did you how did you all hook up with Dennis? Well, Dennis, that that hookup came through Little Village. Oh, okay. okay. That was all little village just put it put it together, man. It, it's just been cool process so far. Yeah. Yeah, man. And you know, it's cool too cuz like Dennis and Little Village are exposing your music to I think an entire group of people that are really going to dig on it and uh people that maybe not would have had the chance to be exposed to it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Um so far, man, I've just been overwhelmed. I'm seeing, you know, people from everywhere. You know, I'm just here in Memphis, so we're not really seeing it, but we'll get the emails and be like, oh, wow, it's over here. It's over there now. So it's, it's so many people, <laughs> even around the world, uh, have been checking us out. I'm like, wow, you know, they're really pushing it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, then you add on top of it, you guys go in and you record at Sun Studios. I mean, you talk about a legendary place to go in and do your work. That That's amazing on its own, too. Yeah, man, the mojo is real in sun. Um, they got the pictures on the wall. They got the instruments still there, amps. It's, it's just unreal. And then to know who recorded there from, uh, you know, just all the guys from Elvis to uh, Howlin' Wolf, you know, it's just unreal. Rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. So is this the first time that the two of you have ever gone into the studio together? Uh, and recorded and, and finished the project. Yeah, we 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 started and stalled on some things, but this was the first time it just felt right and it, it came together. Um, it's cool when, so, when stuff like that happens, man. When it's time for something to go down and the universe sees fit to put you together like that and make something happen, and then you end up in Sun Studios with this group of people that you got behind you working, you know that you got something special, man. Oh, yeah. I can't complain. So, <laughs> tell me, man, I'm curious, how did you get started playing the harp? Man, um, the long and short of it, 
I fell in love with the sound when I was young. If you guys remember, and I'm sure you probably do, there was this show called Sesame Street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at the beginning, it was a harmonica. Oh, that's right. So I would hear that when I was young and like, what is that? And then on top of that, like Saturday mornings um, around my way, mom and dad would make you clean up. Okay. And in Memphis, there was a blue station, WDIA, if you never heard of them. Um, but they were like the first black radio station in America. But every Saturday, they do all blues. Okay. And so it was all blues Saturday. So they making us clean up. I'm hearing blues and harmonica and all that is just in my ear. And I'm like, ah, what is that? I got to get one. So when I turned 13, I saved my lunch money up for a month. Bought my first harmonica, man. <laughs> That's how I got started. So I'm I'm blown away by people that can play the harmonica, man, because it seems like such a simple instrument. When you watch somebody play it, you're like, oh, I could totally do that. I could just grab that and play it. And then you pick it up and you sound like shit. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do you, like, I know that practice is the thing that gets you there, but, like, to learn how to play the harmonica, like, what's the... What do you do? I I wouldn't even know where to start, man. Well, listen first. Um, you got to know what you want to sound like. Okay. So you listen and know where you're going. But I happen to have one here. Okay. So if you can see it, it's it's ten holes on it, and you can breathe in and out, and it's numbered. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. You know, you you can find books or things that tell you what to do, but basically, you know, you you just breathing in and out and you find your tune and you go for it <laughs> okay that's so cool man well, like, that's how my grandpa played the harmonica like starting back in world war ii and stuff and he's he left you know he's passed now a while ago but he left me some harmonicas uh and I, it, and i've tried and messed around <laughs> and once in a while you get a good sound and you get stoked and then you like lose it and stuff Hey, it's not easy. And also the thing I love about it is like that. It's one of the easiest. So you can carry that anywhere. You could carry 20 of them with you. Hey, and I do. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know, guys are jealous of me uh, doing setup and breakdown because they're like, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I want my instrument in my pocket. They lugging amps and all this craziness. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what. But hey, <laughs> would you guys hurry up, set up, man? I'm, right, ready I'm, ready. To, huh, I'm ready to go. Would you guys hurry? So how did how did the two of you hook up, man? Were you friends before this and then the music came out of that? Or was this a partnership of music from the get-go? Man, the music brought us together. Um, we were both, we met at a pickup gig on Bill Street. Okay. So a pickup gig, somebody calls a guy and calls a guy. And you just playing with guys you don't know. And so I got called to play harmonica. Cam Kimbrough, he got called to play drums. And so we met on stage and, you know, they called a song and we just playing. It was like, wow, this guy, you know, who's this guy on drums? And um, I think he felt the same way about my heart playing. And so later on, Cam really, like, he called me. I was doing a Facebook Live and he called me. I'm like, I know he's CBS on, on the book. He's like, I got a gig. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, if you can get here in 20 minutes, we got a gig. And so that was like our first gig, uh, you know, no rehearsals or anything. It was just come down to the New Daisy and uh, basically rocking out. It's just been the same ever since. The music just kept bringing us together. 
So wow. if it, it feel it felt different when you got on the stage with him, you knew there was something there, man. Oh yeah, man. It's not too many guys um uh around that really love the music like that. Um right. and really like, you know, we 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 play for free. It was like I'm a play. And so it's like we just get together, let's play. You know, we hang out, we don't get together and watch TV, you know, we get these instruments out. So not a lot of guys around that really just do it like that. Um, especially in our genre, like, so it, it was something special from the beginning, man. So in reading in your bio, man, there, there's, there's a couple of really interesting things in there for, for me particularly, because, you know, I've, I grew up out West, so I've never really, I've only been down South a couple of times in my life. And okay. it talks a lot about like the difference between North Mississippi music and, and Tennessee and, how there's like a vast difference between those two places. And to me, it seems like the blues came from there and that's what it is. But can you explain to me like kind of what the difference is between like the hill country music and, and like regular blues music? Uh, one, I just say the polish. Um, a lot of guys, you know, around in this area, they come up to Memphis um, to make the music so it's a little more sophisticated and polished because it's just more people coming from from wherever, you know, in this tri-state area of Arkansas, Mississippi, Tennessee. Um, Memphis will be, you know, the hub or the bigger city. So we always have more of an influx of more musicians. So the sound is, you know, a little more sophisticated, plus tourists and all of that. Mm. So you get more of that. But like in, in the hills... It's not that big influx of different people coming in, so that music kind of stayed the same. It's not really all the way polished. It's beautiful, but that polish and sheen of the city is not there. Um, and for me, I always found found home in that deeper sound. So when I found, really when, when I met Cam, it's kind of when I found that sound. I grew up in Memphis and on Bill Street, so I was more used to more of the 12 bar sound, but I always felt something deeper. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that, that that's the difference. It's, it's more deeper. You know, it's really almost like therapy. You really, you plan for you. It's not like you're just trying to play for people or trying to make a buck or anything. It's like you plan really what you feel. Okay. And that, well, then that's what it sounds. We were sitting out on the patio this morning, listening. So it's fresh in our ears and everything. And we're, we, you know, there's always that kind of comparison and we're sitting there, we're like, dude, this reminds me of like early Hendrix when he played with Band of Gypsies. And then we heard like Smokestack Lightning and we heard a lot of different influence and like, like grittier, like you said, not as polished and stuff and more, more emotional, more emotion uh, coming through it. A lot of emotion, man. You know, we sitting on that one chord, so it, it gives you room to be more emotional because you're not... <laughs> all up in the courts, you know, so right. you really got to find, <laughs> yeah. you really got to go with you, man. It, it, you can feel it, man. You, you can feel it coming through. And I think because it's not overly technical, like you're saying, man, it's, uh, the heart comes through. You could feel that energy coming through those speakers, man. You could feel the, the, the soul of it. And, uh, you know, it, there's a lot of, um, pain and, and, uh, frustration that comes through and also a lot of joy that comes out of that. And, uh, it's, it's fucking awesome what you guys are doing, brother. It's, uh, 
it's super well, even, sweet. Even on I, I'm mad. I love I'm mad. The lyrics on that, you know, it's not too too deep, but it is deep, and just that delivery. I'm, I'm mad, but I ain't uh, you know, but I ain't upset. And the way you guys lay that out, it it, it I mean, it, it touches. It's got that old feel, but it also like you know who's gonna ride and stuff like it's it's nowadays, but it also has that old feel. You guys combine that like very well, man. I- a lot of times, unfortunately, what 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 I see with the blues, I feel people just get stuck in in what happened back then. Mm. And for me, growing up, I you know what I'm saying I have a story too. I'm going through some shit too. You know what I'm saying? Like my grandfather was a sharecropper, but that's not my story. Yeah. My story is different. You know, I'm I'm dealing with city shit. <laughs> I'm dealing with police. I'm dealing with gangs i'm dealing with different things so i'm like i got a different story but the lineage is still there like i still uh i'm trying to imitate like my grandfather he was a singer um so i'm trying to imitate some of what he's doing but i got to tell my story too you know I, i grew up on my my father's record collection that did have hendrix in there and ohio players and all these funk guys um and so all of that might sneak in a little bit here and there or in different ways. You know, you never know how it comes out. Because, like I said, I'm just playing how I feel. Right. But, uh, you know, and Cam brings all his experiences. And so it's like I can't keep retelling, you know, a story. It's not my story to tell. You know, I got to tell what's happening with me. Well, I dude, and there's plenty to fucking talk about right now. I mean, shit, the world has flipped the fuck out in, in the hey. last two years, man. If you ain't getting touched with the blues during that lockdown and the pandemic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I, I like it. What one of you said, too, I love that. That was in, like, the press thing, too, that it's like, it's like okay, you know, anybody can connect to the blues, especially men. Like, we all know the, the loss of a woman walking out. That's something. I mean, young, old, you've been through. If you've been through one relation, it doesn't matter if you're in middle school or what. You know that heartache of a woman breaking your heart. Yeah, it hurt, and that's that's universal, man. Um, and so even telling those stories, man, of love, loss, or even just love, yeah. <laughs> lust, whatever, mm-hmm. it's all. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing, man. Like that's always drawn me to the blues, and and that kind of music is the partially the storytelling, and also the the heart of it. Like we were talking about that. There's no when you're talking about feeling and and emotion. That's a universal thing. That doesn't matter what color you are, what fucking your hair looks like, what color your eyes are, where you've been. Everybody's felt pain. Everybody's lost a woman or a man. Everybody's fucking gone through some shit in their life, and we all know how it feels to hurt or feel good. So that's where we all can connect and find connection. And I think that's, at at least in my mind, part of the power of um, music. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, the music, you know, they say it's a universal language. It's a universal language, man. Um, I always like to say, like George Clinton said, imagine one nation under a groove. Right. Like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so we juke together, you know, and the juke joint, uh, Cam always say, I'm, I'm mad. I, I didn't get turned on to it until after it was gone. But he's like, everybody's welcome in the juke. We in there to have fun. Fuck all the other shit. <laughs> that's how I feel when we go to the shows we go to. It's 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 about the music and about the community and the people, man. It's it's not about anything outside of that place or any bullshit going on. And that's that's the best thing that could possibly happen to this planet right now. I mean, 
like you said, man, if you, if you didn't find the blues or connect to it during lockdown, there's something fuck you fucked up. Something's wrong with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, man, like going through the experience of the pandemic and like being locked down and all that, how did you, how did you take care of yourself, man? I'm curious. Um, well, <laughs> a lot, a lot of music, man. So, uh, I, I really uh, just pick my guitar up, pick my harmonica up, and just going through uh, playing a lot of music. Uh, Cam and I, we, we hooked up often. Um, fortunately, man, I got a day job that kept going and helped kept the bills going. But uh, musically, Cam and I, we, we went back to the streets. Like, we're a juke band. Um, I cut my teeth on Beale Street just playing on the street. So they closed the clubs. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you can't shut the meat. Yeah, you know, I just go to the street. So we went to the streets and just were playing like in parks around town, different things. And the people so appreciate just hearing any live music. Oh yeah. And for me, I'm the type I just gotta play. So I play for a fly. It don't matter. I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. I'll play for a fly. How, how's it? How's it? I'm curious now because, like, we started uh, out here on the West Coast was a little slow and letting shows start happening again. We started, like, into July, able to go back to our first shows where people were allowed. How's it looking out there in Memphis? Well, you know, uh, Memphis, we've been rolling. Uh, shows have been going on. It's been slowly picking up, but it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. We just got back from Nashville last week. Um, we did a, a cool show out there, um, and we we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, Bobby Rush at BB King's here. Uh, we'll be opening up for him November sixteenth. Oh, so it, it, it's it's starting to roll a little bit. So with the with the release, you guys pushed the release of the album up, right? You were going to release in November, but you released it early. Is that right? Yeah, in October, October 15th. So what, what made you release early? Uh, I think that was more of a label thing and some kind of deadlines trying to make and just going to get it out there. Right. It makes sense, man. I think everybody's hungry for new stuff right now. I think now is the time, especially like Apple was saying, now that stuff is starting to open up and shows are starting to happen, it's, um, it's important to get the new stuff out there because people people's ears are hungry. Oh, uh, yeah, man. And... They've been eating up, I feel, man. So uh, I'm just excited, man. This is uh, my first first outing, getting some music out. And so far, the reception has been pretty cool. So <laughs> do you guys have any plans to do like a, a tour or, or go anywhere like out, out of the South to bring this music out here or anything? Man, we would uh, love to get out, man. We, we, we're going to look and see where the demand is to see if we can get to you, man. We would love to get out and go. Um, so we're looking into that, man, and getting some tour support to see if we can put it on the road, man. We love to bring the land to the world. <laughs> Heck, yeah. You, you would do good out here in the in Pacific Northwest. You know, we got Fruition and some bands out here. There's some cool jazz clubs. There's a lot going on out here. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll connect. We'll have to connect with them. You know, man, the album has a, a really strong message to it, and... uh I think it really intensely reflects everything that kind of went down during lockdown and the stuff that happened with George Floyd and, and all that, man. Can you, can you talk to me a little bit about writing the songs that you wrote for the album? And like, was that your intention to 
put out a strong political message with this thing or was it just what came out of you naturally? Um, it's more natural. Music for me, I always tell people it's like a sneeze. I got to do it. Right. <laughs> it wears yeah. up and it's like, I too. So no. like, <laughs> like yeah. with the, uh, who's going to ride? I was on my back porch and just seeing everything going on with George Floyd um, and just seeing how people were trying to weigh in and like a man, dad, <laughs> and somebody had their foot on his neck and it's like, I don't care what the fuck he did before that. Like he had handcuffs on, what the fuck? And um, I've had some experiences and run in with police and just everybody I know has. And, and so it was like, if something happened to little old me, would the world come out and, uh, you know, make a fuss and ride with me or would it just be me alone dealing with this? And so that was more like, like I say, like a sneeze, just me kind of thinking out loud, like who's going to ride? Like, you know, sometimes you, you ride and you feel alone. Uh, <laughs> you know, even though, you know, you got people with you, you sometimes you just feel alone in, in some of those situations. Like, wow. You know, even though people were filming, it still didn't turn out good for George. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. And, but you know what, man, I think, there's a something that changed in the collective consciousness of this country during all that. I think that it really fucked people up and it, it, it changed the way that people see the world and it's fucked up that it happened, but at least some, some good came out of something fucked up that happened, you know? I, and also man, like calling attention to shit like that, through music is part of the job of the musician. Don't you think like that, that is kind of the, the job yeah, description man, with the people I fell in love with early in life and not just the blues musicians, but like Marvin Gaye and that what's going on mm-hmm. album and Stevie wonder, you know, uh, if I would have uh, landed anywhere else in the world, maybe I would have sounded like Stevie, like he was my idol, but I'm here in the home of the blues. So my harmonica doesn't sound like his, but, his messages always touched me uh, as a youth, like listening and even like the song he uh, did for Martin Luther King and his birthday. And just the artists I respected, I always spoke on what was going on. Even B.B. King, Muddy Waters, they always would put something in there. You know, like, you know, I was like, if I got a voice, let me use it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And I don't know, man. I, I think that when, when you sit down to listen to music, you're not sitting down with your guard up. You, you're yeah. opening up. You know what I'm saying? You, you're sitting down to take it in. And like you said, it comes to you like a sneeze. That's the musician's job is to reflect the world that's around them. And then the person that's open is receiving it. So music has a way of touching people and changing, changing their minds and making them see shit they wouldn't have seen otherwise. And I think that's a, really important part of the blues and all music, especially right now. Oh yeah. Uh, beautifully said, man. <laughs> beautifully said. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I, I do feel like, uh, it, it takes a certain amount of, uh, being naked in front of the mic. Like when we go in and just opening up, uh, so we just channel it. It's just coming through. Um, and so it, it's beautiful when it's, when it's well received like that. Like I say, it's like a sneeze. It's like, it's just coming out. And so, uh, you know, it, it's not, especially with how we write, it's not like we're 
writing a hook to say, let's, let's do this and everybody will be dancing and let's do this. It's like, we're playing, we're just playing and letting it go. Um, and it's been, that's what, uh, it's so surprising. Like it's well received. This is not like pop music where we're writing to grab your ear per se. Mm -hmm. uh, this is us venting or us, uh, channeling and just letting it out. <laughs> so, uh, yeah well, that's what i that's what i love about you guys are doing that's like kind of like like our this podcast and what we do started out as kind of grateful dead related because of our love for that improvisational music that allows so much space for the communication within that and we hear that and you got you know it, it it's it's open so more yeah. creativity, more love, more, you know, everything, all your emotions come through in it. And, you know, I, I always wonder, man, like, I write poetry, right? And, like, right. it'd be scary as fuck to get up in front of a bunch of people and read my poetry because, like you said, it's, it's you're naked in front of everybody. And I just wonder, like, when you're up there and you're blowing harp like that and, and you're just, like, pouring it out, was there ever a point where it was scary for you to get up in front of people and just like be naked like that? Hell yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, I'm more, uh, I'm more of an introvert anyway. And like, like to be to myself, but when I am to myself, I'm playing a harp or whatever. So it would always attract people. And so, <laughs> you, know, you know, I just go, go to a corner, like, let me, let me practice this and do my thing over here. But people would come and then I go to another corner and then they come. So, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, eventually I got used to it and I just accepted. Um, I, I just started accepting it. But still, when I play, like I close my eyes because I'm really tuning in to me. And if my eyes are open, I start tuning in a little more to the crowd. And I'm the type of person, whatever's going on, I'm tuning in. So okay. if I see you dancing, I might start dancing. Okay. Or if I see you frowning, I might wonder why you frowning. And they might throw me off. And so a lot of times I, I got to steal channel. It's almost like, like Zen. I got to zero out is what I call it to really get it going, man, and, and get it out. So there was a time where I was a little more shy with it. But now I try to broadcast it and put it out there. But I'm still tuning in, you know, to myself to make sure it's pure and honest. Wow. That's, I yeah. guess that's the, that's the goal right there is to make sure it's pure and honest. And I think that's what, that's why the reception has been the way it has been for you guys. I, that's what we picked up on when, when we first turned it on that when Dennis sent it to me, I was like, okay, let me check this out. And I, I put it on and immediately within the first 30 seconds, I was like hitting him back going, yep, let's have him on, man. Like <laughs> let's do it. And it's there. You could feel it. And that's not something to me. That's not something that you can fuck fake. You can't fake that funk. You cannot do it. It, it. If you're trying to bullshit that, listeners pick up on it. You can feel that heart and that energy coming through when you're, like you said, when you're zeroed out and you've tuned into something bigger than yourself and it's coming through. You oh, can yeah. hear it. Man, it's kind of like my my gr grandmother made quilts okay. um, and she would take pieces of this and pieces of that. She might take my old baby clothes and put it in there, some jeans. And so it's the same thing, like from the community, we're going to take a piece of this and what's going on over here. It might be my story. It might be a story you told me, my best friend, and it kind of all meshes up in the music. And then it's like, you know, we're just broadcasting it back. <laughs> but it's like, it's all of our story. Like, 
And it's just like those quilts, man, she'll take a piece of this and that, and it, it makes a greater whole, I think. Well, that's amazing to be open like that, doing that. It makes you open like your grandmother. She probably didn't know what the end product was going to be. When you're open and the things are coming to you, you're putting them together, you probably surprise yourself with what you come out with sometimes. Like, damn. Right. It's like, wow, man. If, if you listen to the album, and I appreciate you all, you might hear on one of the songs I'm saying, like, I hope y'all push play because I'm, <laughs> I'm playing. You know, I'm just playing. <laughs> so, you know, even in the studio, we were uh, – really vibing and uh you know we, we we'll come with some loose ideas but a lot of times we want to leave room for the magic as we call it <laughs> well it sounds from like what you what you little bit we read too like you guys went in uh, with not a lot of recording experience and had a very smooth process got it down pretty quickly it came out clean i mean that's not that doesn't always happen um well i'll say both of us have recorded um with others, but the way we recorded this album, I've never, uh, as you know, as a sad man, I've recorded with people, you know, that say, put this there, or they are producing, say, well, we want the, we want this or that, but this process was uh, Aki Kumar producing, he kind of just let us be as free as we are. And so what you guys are hearing is like a session uh, when Cam and I get together, it's like a session in the living room. Okay. We're just playing, but this time it happens to be recorded. (laughs) So when you go into a studio, like, like in sun studio and your, your intention is to record an album, is there pressure on you to like get it done fast in there? Because I know that recording shit ain't cheap, man. So what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. The pressure this time, not necessarily to get it done fast, but we had two days to get it done. In between those two days, we had uh, the North Mississippi Hill Country Festival we did. And so we went in the studio, played all night, and then we had to get up like early six, seven, eight, drive down, do the festival, come back and, you know, put on whatever else, do the, the rest of the song. So that was kind of the pressure to just, we got two days to get it done. Oh, shit. Wow. Um, okay. With a gig in between. <laughs> with, 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 with a big gig in between for us, it was like, so we knew we were going to be tired. We knew certain things were going to uh, happen um, with that. So we knew we just had to crunch down and, and do it. But for us, we kind of just let it flow. We don't let the pressure affect us per se. I'm not thinking about that. Right. When I'm playing, I'm playing. So if all we got was one good song, that's all we got. Uh, but I, I'm glad we were able to get <laughs> what we got. Uh, but like I say, the integrity and the honesty for me uh, and the music is uh, more important than all of that shit. Yeah. But we were able to uh, pull it off, man. <laughs> yeah, you were. Yeah. I'm curious about the the festival, man. What What's that like, the hill country festival well that festival uh like for me i, I kind of uh feel like almost like an outsider like coming from memphis so you know a lot of those guys are from north mississippi cam 
you know, so for me, that's like my first time really down there. It's like some of it is still new to me. Like I'm a Bill Street guy. Right. So for me, it's right. like I'm getting my feet, I'm getting rebaptized. My first <laughs> baptism was with uh, Cam's mom, uh, She Wolf Jones, and she had this yard party. And uh, all the cats came out, uh, R.L. Boyce, uh, Sid Burnside came through. It was just this yard party and just everybody was jamming, man. And uh, after that, I was hooked. And so going to that festival was just, it kind of had that yard party feel, but on a, on a, uh, just bigger, just bigger. So it was cool, man. Wow. Man, we're gonna have to go check that out. <laughs> For sure. Oh yeah, man. Get you some moonshine and do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apple Apple can roll with the moonshine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, man, like like we were talking about, there's there's a lot of shit that's gone on in the world. And being a musician, you've got a, a unique position to have a voice and a platform. If you had like one bit of advice for kids coming up today that want to play music, what would it be? Don't be afraid to be yourself. Like that's, that's been the only thing, man. I'm, I, I'm from the hip hop generation. So when, when at 13, when I picked this up, you know, all my friends are like, man, you need to be rapping, <laughs> you know, but you know, I stuck with it. It, it, it. Like I say, the harmonica chose me at a young age. I, I fell in love with the sound but I came up through the hip hop generation, through the trap music, like Memphis, Three Six Mafia, if you know anything about mm-hmm. all those styles of music, that is what was popular here. Like that's all I was hearing. And you you kind of had to like, either I'm hanging with my parents and hearing the blues, but you know, my friends were all on different things. And I was on it too, like I rap, I do all of that, but the harmonica and the blues, you know, it, it called me. And so uh, I would just tell, the, tell any youth or anybody just be true to yourself um and don't be afraid to do it you know even if you're the only one like for me for for a long time <laughs> i was the only one playing harmonica and, and still now it's, it's not a lot of us out here did you uh, did you it. catch shit yeah. from your from your friends for playing harp and uh, hell yeah yeah <laughs> you know uh you should be rapping what are you doing all of that you know but like i said i, I play it for the love and it's like a sneeze. It was just in mm-hmm. me, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, they ain't talking <laughs> but, shit now, are they? Oh, uh, hell no. Nah. <laughs> right on, man. They trying to get with it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, we, I got to say, we, we always do. Going forward from here and stuff, first of all, we didn't tell you that at the beginning. You're missing. There's usually three of us. Oh, yeah. We're we're missing Aaron's wife, Melanie, who who is gonna be upset she missed this interview mm-hmm. we would love to go on forward hey, help to miss you, man. yeah we would love to help promote you guys we'd love to follow up with you guys in the near future and have you and cam on together because melanie she's from from brooklyn no oh, she's from the bronx or the bronx puerto rican from the bronx with a real strong love for rap which she is i've always been in more into rap and things like that than aaron but she's brought that into his life and she is, she's just a party. She is so, <laughs> she is so fun, but she had to work today because we had to go to a couple shows this week. So she's not here today, but I, we know she sends her love and is going to let already loves listening to you guys. So we would love thank, to help promote you. you, help what we can do to get you out here to the West coast, you know, all those types of things. And then when you guys do make it out here, we have a nice big house that we love to have people come stay at. 
love to do some home cooking, give you a little shelter when you're on the road besides a bus or a van or a motel six or something, you know, where we're here. We love what you guys are doing. Uh, we definitely open to it. Hate you missing it, Melanie. We have to, uh, come back with everybody, man, and do it big. Yeah, man. We'll definitely do it again. And, uh, when you guys are getting ready to, to hit the road or you come out with another album, please, man, hit us up and let us know so that we can do this again and have you on. We'll do, man. I've enjoyed it, man. Uh, you can let the people know they can look us up at MemphisSippiSounds.com. We're on Instagram, Memphisippi Sounds. We're on YouTube, Memphisippi Sounds. We're on Facebook, Memphisippi Sounds. A lot of people are like, how do you spell that? Spell Memphis, M-E-M-P-H-I-S, add an extra S-I-P-P-I, M-E-M-P-H-I-S-S-I-P-P-I Sounds, S-O-U-N-D-S. All right, Memphis man. with the Mississippi. I love the way you guys mash that up it, too. Where well, I'm just curious too, where's Cam, where's Cam today? Cam, man, I think he's working, man. So, I mean, uh, he's busy, man. Yeah, <laughs> keep it going. Oh yeah, you know, hey, okay. if usually we play a song at the end of the at the end of the conversation that we have. If you had to oh, pick yeah. one song from the album for me to play, what would it be? Crossroad. You got it. Okay, done deal. Ah, take care of yourself man man. we'll talk to you soon hit us up and let us know if we can do anything for you man we'll do enjoy it fellas yeah you guys keep being you man we love it (laughs) take care man Just trying to treat you 
Memphis. see if you guys can you hear darwin snoring now he stopped it's right. as soon as i talk he snores again hey everybody what's going on we're back at the back in the back at the end we at the back what's up front to back did you, you did hope you, you enjoyed that yeah. interview and i hope yeah. you're going to listen to memphisippi sounds well, and i was just did yeah yeah well yeah, i mean to listen to their album and yes. you heard some of the songs but yeah, you got to go check these guys. I was just saying to them too. One thing I loved was it, his just his speaking voice. You're so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and somebody that can just like, I don't know, the harmonica is like a magic little thing. It, it, it's you it, you hold it in the palm of your hand, and that sound can take you on a journey mm-hmm. from that little tiny. It's, piece a, it's of amazing metal that the sound that comes out of something that small. And like he played, you heard him play a little bit in the interview. He just did that sitting in the car. And like he said, the dope thing about playing harmonica is it's so easy to carry. You could carry 20 of your instruments with you in a vest. You could be like John Popper and have a tackle vest. Yeah. yeah you don't need an amp vests. for that. No. no, you could just do it anywhere. 
And I love, you've heard the interview now, I love that his inspiration, where he first got his inspiration was he the Sesame Street intro <laughs> with the harmonica. <laughs> That's what hooked him as a kid. He's like, I want to know how to make that sound. Uh, okay. I had, I had a similar experience with the flute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because You're a flautist it, i was i played the flute did you oh you did play, did the, play flute the flute before you got into sax mm-hmm. um because of mash because of the the soundtrack to mash i i wanted to learn how to play the flute because i thought that flute no it's not but, but you can play it, mash I, like do, no do, i thought do, it do, was do, do, do. and it i so i took up the flute in sixth grade yep that was me. I'm going to buy you a flute just because I want you to learn to play mash on it. That would be fun. Okay. Do it, man. I'll, I'll See, learn you walk it. around. Do, 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 do. I'll be like Ron Burgundy and bust out jazz flute. <laughs> Jumping on the dining room table, like, <laughs> kicking shit over. Right. So, um, yeah, we're back and uh, hanging out here in I think the they know we're back. And I just want to say. <laughs> we're back again. Hey, we're back. I just want to say that uh, I hope everybody had a beautiful Thanksgiving. I, I hope that. Everybody got to eat the food they wanted to eat and you had the leftovers that you wanted to have left over and that the people that were at your house or wherever you went was super dope and fun and that you are grateful for yeah, that you got whatever you wanted. Even it's like we had a nice chill Thanksgiving. I was very thankful for that. We had it was all of us in the household and then we had our good buddy Bryce and Mason over. And that was just it was so fun and chill. And we had oh my God, we had the spread. It's Bryce's mac and cheese. Oh, oh. You know, in years past, we would do it up for Thanksgiving. There would be a ton of people at our house and cooking all day, coming and going. And by the time dinner rolled around, like I would be exhausted from already shit all day. And this year was so different. This was like the easiest, most relaxing all day was like piece that. of cake. Like there was no traffic jam in the oven. Literally everything came out in perfect timing. And unless you have double ovens, when does that ever happen? Right. Nothing yeah. happens. Simon made the turkey this year. It was amazing. My Brussels sprouts were so good. Sweet potatoes were amazing. And just the vibe. Because it yeah, was it was more quiet. Your mashed Brussels sprouts. That's the, I don't want them any other way than when you mash them, it gets more of the crispy bits like going. <laughs> that was fucking good. It was really good. It when your nineteen year old son shows you up cooking a turkey. Oh my god. I would, loved the discussion about you and the dry turkey. And he's like, Why do you have to have it that way? I There's different to. ways to have it. But you do. It's like everything well done. But that yeah. was so cute when Simon because he came out of the patio. It was like Two days before, yeah, a couple days before, and he like sheepishly because Simon is so respectful when it comes to some things, but then like a bowl in a china shop <laughs> with the, other shit, and he's like, "So guys, um, I know you usually do the turkey, and and we, we immediately were like, fuck yeah,' because first of all, Simon is a dope cook. Almost everything he makes is amazing. Yeah, and it was like, yeah, dude, and he had all these grandiose. He went through many recipes. Like, I'm going to spatchcock it, and I'm going to do this and that. He ended up just doing kind of traditional, and it was, it was oh, amazing. my God, it was so good. It was. It was just cool because everybody brought their A-game to their, like, one or two dishes that you made, and the house was super clean, and it just felt good in the house all day. And I remember looking at you at one point. We were having dinner, and, like, the lighting was perfect. 
and then the light was on in the living room and the t- like football was on and <laughs> it was just I I don't know picture it, perfect it, it for was, us yeah it was picture perfect it reminded me of a little bit when your dad was around because of the football so I just kind of had that energy and then the lighting was vi- like kind of like twilight ish mm-hmm. and we were it was just like you guys said just being really grateful for like Bryce and Mason coming they both brought such fun and like great energy it was they're nice both, they're just sweethearts mm-hmm. those two and I, i'm glad you said that about the football thing because i i'm always kind of reluctant because this household is not into no. sports at all no. other than to me well like and for Ma- like 20 mason, minutes maybe mason <laughs> likes like out there looking at his phone like looking at scores and bryce is like just ask him i'm like ask what he's like He's like, can we put on the game, bro? It's coming down to the end. I really want to yeah. see it. And I, and I came bursting in the house, and I announced to Aaron and Meller in the kitchen pulling things together. as like, I have to put on football because Mason is requested, and he's our guest. <laughs> and then everybody ended up enjoying it at one time or another the yeah. rest of the evening with football. It's, it's kind of like having the it's parade It's a nostalgia on. thing. Like yeah. you said with Aaron's dad, it was always in my household. It was on in the background, the parade. Now they have, they, I, I love, earlier in the day, I was laying in my room watching the, the every year they have the national dog show. Oh, yeah. Thing. I love watching the dog show. That's like a Thanksgiving tradition thing. It's just super cute yeah. and nostalgic. And then earlier in the day, my sister came over with the two babies and her mother-in-law. And it was just such a nice time to see my sister. She's uh, moved out of Oregon. So it was the last few times we were, got to spend together and... Yeah, man, family's important. Those babies I just want to so underscore that too. Family is important. See them as often as you can. Yeah, when you can. Absolutely. Because time goes by so freaking quickly. You know, you, those you, babies grow up so quick. You mentioned my dad, and um, if you listened to last week's episode, we were talking about my birthday, and uh, you know, I was kind of tripping out a little bit, and I didn't realize leading up to everything that it was because my dad wasn't around and it was like I kind of broke down in the outro of the show last week and I got it I I was just looking for it and I can't find it but I got a DM from one of our listeners man and it was the sweetest DM it just saying like that he lost his dad 14 months ago and hearing me say that helped him that's dope and Man, that like, and I replied to him with what I'm about to say, but what you guys heard was in real time. Like, sorry guys, that was me. I forgot that it was going to make noise (laughs) in real time. Like that was me like realizing some shit on the air that wasn't like planned. I wasn't thinking about that early in the day. I didn't realize that earlier in the day. And, um, that just happened and it's i guess at this point like five years into doing no simple road it that shouldn't be embarrassing but it is still in some ways like anytime you share yourself it's going to be embarrassing or you know that brings up that vulnerable feeling put yourself out there and it feels weird and and i just god i wish i could remember his name i just really appreciated that it was validation for like it's okay to step out and well not for nothing but that's what um really the show originated doing was stepping out telling your story being vulnerable yeah that's true that it all the musicians is secondary it's really about 
sharing what's going on. And I remember um, a lot of the feedback that we would get in those earlier episodes was us talking about <laughs> our problems, trials, wins, all those things that were happen in people's lives that sometimes you don't get to share because maybe you don't have people around you. Maybe you can't be around people that you want to be. So that vulnerability and that affirmation, I think, is still like the lighthouse that No Simple Road um, represents, I, you know, the, that truth in emotion and being raw in the moment, not like rehearsed. And, you know, we were not going to talk about that today. Right. And that's that's what I love about the, the feedback we get and what we do that the, so we've had many even the artists on it. We get stuff out of them. They're not aware and they get emotional. Well, like when we talked and to Karina the other day. Yeah, we, we, we don't know what we're going to do <laughs> until we start yeah. doing it. And we it, it, it helps. It's a, it's a all jam the time. band to the mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know <laughs> we know we want to talk. We know that much. And we know that it may be centered around something that they're doing currently but really we want to get to know the person and then beyond that what's going on in your life and kind of relating it to what we're going through in life and I think that that really is a thread that the show's maintained throughout its almost five years and it's one of the most valuable things to me yeah and it really is you know not for nothing I know that the the holidays this time of year is hard for a lot of people, for a lot of different reasons. And if we can provide like a little bit of comfort and distraction, entertainment and family feeling for people, that's fucking dope. I know that is very rewarding. mm -hmm. (laughs) That's like, wow. I never (laughs) thought I'd get to do that. And we, we were talking to shit. I think it was Karina Reichman where I was saying I never thought in a million years like this doing this would be the thing that I would get to do. Like I never could have thought it up, yeah. but it just, it just happened. <laughs> but you did. But I did. So but you I could have thought it up. <laughs> I, if you had gone back to like 18 year old me and been like, so, you know, I, there's no way. Yeah. Well, nobody knows what's going to cool shit they're going to do when they're older. But yeah, if you're if you're out there and you're having a tough go this holiday season, hang out with us, man. We'll, we'll hang out with you. Yeah, and, listen to the show, listen to our the artists and and reach know, out to us. Yeah, cuz and I know traditionally because the show is our life Toward the end of the year, everybody gets reflective, starts thinking about the year, and we do like an end of the year recap and stuff like that. And we open our hearts and, you know, like I'm feeling kind of blue that my sister's gone. Like it sucks when somebody's moving on and that means they're changing locations. So that means you don't, your life changes also. Mm hmm. And whatever connection you have changes. It doesn't go away, but it changes. And, you know, I never counted on that either. You know, the sharing and then people being like, yeah, thank you for doing that. 
never thought anybody would say thank you for unloading on me. You know, thanks for airing your dirty laundry. Yeah, yeah, it made me feel good. Like, what? well put. Oh my god. But yeah, um, I'm feeling that was my that's my week. Like Thanksgiving was fantastic, but then like followed by a lot of emotional stuff because my sister is um, leaving town and starting a new life, which is fantastic. And I'm proud of her and I'm excited for her. But at the same time, it, you know, I'm bonded with my sister. Yeah. And you guys are tight. Even though we haven't seen each other a lot over these last few months because she's baby and COVID and blah, blah, blah. Like just knowing she's there as a comfort. And so it leaves me feeling like a little bit of a wacky inflatable arm person mm. right now. And and Mel's sister is like, she's like just a sunbeam of happy. She's always like smiling. She, she's just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We're On these last few times she wasn't, she was so no. stressed out. And so like, you know, with anything, moving, two young kids, breastfeeding, Dude. driving, packing. COVID. Oh my gosh. She just had so many things and. So I'm I'm glad that it's come to an end, but it sure is a fucking bummer to yeah. not have my my childhood playmate, like your baby sister, my baby sister, and kind of like my daughter and my best friend that knows what I mean when I say a certain word because we used to say it when we were younger, and that means a certain thing. But now we have two places we could stay in California. Yeah, no, now <laughs> I'm excited because she's moving near Monterey and that is somewhere that That's I've always wanted area. to go. So I'm excited about that in itself for sure. I'm not going to stay downtrodden. I won't do that. But right now it just happened. In the moment. Yeah. Oh, right this moment. I'm sorry, baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we were talking about this earlier today. I don't know about you guys out there, but there's something in the air right now that there's a lot of um, turmoil going on around us not there everything is cool here in the house knock on wood but around us in the world and a lot of people that i know are really struggling with like work having a hard time with their jobs and maybe elderly parents i know i am yeah and one of our really good friends um at get inverted amigos on instagram i won't get into the whole thing but no simple road family. If you could collectively like no bullshit. This guy is the sweetest human being I have ever met. Like when you say so-and-so wouldn't hurt a fly, this guy, he's even, so even though he is a, a bug dude, he, <laughs> he really wouldn't hurt a fly and is always the most positive, happy, go lucky, sweet hearted human being you had ever met. And he is going through a really fucking tough time right now. So if all of you out there could just collectively send him some love and good vibes through the ether, it would really mean a lot to me and Mel and Apple and him. Yeah, because when when you know somebody's just thinking good thoughts, it just makes you feel better. Like you, you may not like take away your sickness or like your bad mood, but you feel a little bit lighter. You feel a little bit better. So sending sending him some and yeah. his family some just get some energy and yeah yeah some, some energy to him and 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 his puppy yeah amigo. amigo got hurt yeah this is this is like the one two punch for for him and and it's weird man like this guy literally and i've said this on the show this 
individual taught me how to be a better friend. And me too. And seeing him go through stuff, like I just want to help. I don't know. Like I was, I texted him today and I was like, look, dude, if I can go grocery shopping for you, um, do your laundry, like come cook you guys dinner. If you just need to come over and vent, like what, what something, I just want to help. And I feel like I learned that skill from him. Oh, he, that is exactly what he would do if, if we were going through what he's going through. Yep. He, he would immediately, first of all, he wouldn't even say that he'd come do it. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, I brought you a pie. I'm yeah. gonna, I, I'm, you, I cleaned I you out your tri-tip. front lawn. Here's yeah. I smoked this. He's an angel heart. That's he, how I he's describe a, he's him. a smoke master when it comes to, uh, tri-tip and briskets and stuff too it's summertime tri-tip so yeah everybody you know what everybody who's part of the no simple road family i am sure anybody and everybody in this group can benefit from a prayer or a good energy like thought or love or hug or something so think about that think about the logo and then think about everybody that might be listening and send them good loving because we all need it right now during the holidays yeah man so that um has been going on this week and uh it's um i'm one of those people that i know that's going through turmoil with work uh, there's a whole bunch of crazy shit happening with my gig and uh like i'm not at risk of losing my job or anything crazy like that it's just bureaucratic corporate america skullduggery and fuckery going on <laughs> and it's just i don't know i, mean, I Maybe it's because of we're gone. We've gone back to shows, and you, you know, there's light at the end of the no simple road tunnel, and or whatever the reason is. It's just like the the bullshit. I my tolerance, pro, tolerance, and pro- proclivity to be able to handle it is negative zero. And I'm now the guy oh. in meetings at work that's like, but that's bullshit. And what tell you now and, the guy tell you why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just now that's and, been your role from day one, baby. <laughs> and and it's to the point where it's like, oh, Aaron, and then on with the meeting. But you're 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 always good at that. Like you, a lot of times, especially with your where you say what everybody else is thinking, they just won't say it. Yeah, and then I got then you got, I'm you like, got a boss that's cool enough to be like, oh, Aaron, oh God, he did, God damn it, Aaron did it again. Yeah, it, I, trust me even he is going through it and it's a weird, I told Mel today, I was like, it's either like in the air or the planets are aligned in a certain way that, or it's the time of year. I don't know. Well, it's but all of the above, you know that it's just in it. It's all the above. It's the constant onslaught of what's going on in this world too. Of the shit they keep throwing at us. Absolutely. Yeah. And now it's this, now it's that, <laughs> now it's this, now it's that. Blah, blah, blah. It's like fucking, it's oh. hard to keep up with. And the, the amount of bullshit, it's like the fan is so, they've thrown so much shit at the fan. The fans is clogged with shit and is barely like going. Eh, 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 eh. Yeah. That's why it's way more fun to, Kick it with your friends and I, it, okay, this is driving me crazy. I got to ask you, what are those socks? Do they say Texas? They, yeah, Texas. Okay, I'm I'm sitting here looking. at it. It's like steak, 
Star. <laughs> They're my steak socks. Star, and then I just realized it starts with the T. It says Texas. Where do you get Texas socks? I'm I'm gonna give you one guess, genius. For, for <laughs> Texas, bro. Oh my god. Mel got them for me when she went to Austin. Okay, I've never seen them. Look at it as like Blue Star Donuts. <laughs> okay, now I have my answer. Aaron is wearing Texas socks. Where'd you get those Texas socks, man? All right. Oh, Apple. I was going to be like, but did Buzz send those to you no. or somebody down in Texas? Like, where I don't know, Mel, those are cool socks. Yeah. I don't know how I know we ended up on my socks, but here yeah, we are. I'm sorry, because I'm interrupted si- to ask. I can't, I've been sitting here staring at them on and off while we've been doing this, trying to figure out what they say. Uh, well, now you know. know. Now all you guys know. Go get, get yourself some, some Texas, Texas socks. socks. So, yeah, man, it's been a weird, heavy, kind of jumpy, bumbly, kind of weird week. And um, But I will say this. I feel fucking great. I just had my 50th birthday. Yay. I'm taking taking great fucking care of myself. I'm in the groove with running and taking my vitamins, and we're doing our smoothies in the morning and You're all that an shit. And I, my body feels good, and I've been getting enough rest. And dude, if I could go back in time and tell myself one thing, it would be take care of your fucking body, dude. I thought you are going to be like invest in. Well, that, oh yeah, and invest in Microsoft. <laughs> and when Bitcoin comes out, buy a shitload. But besides that, it would be take care of take your body, man. Like, yeah. It's so fucking important. And it feels so good to feel good. And I felt like shit for so long that like levels of feeling like shit were my feeling good, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't feel that shitty today. <laughs> yeah. But I still feel shitty. I feel less shitty than I did yesterday, but I'm still shitty. But that feeling of like feeling good and you could feel that your eyes are bright. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that's dope. And I appreciate it. And I don't know, man, it's, I'm just, even though all that shit's going on, I feel like I got Teflon this week. Like, cool. It's, it's all good. All that stuff's happening, but I'm grateful i'm super fucking grateful for the show and for you guys and for like being able to take care of myself and like i needed a new computer and i got it because i fucking worked for it and i had the funds to do it and just like all that shit it's like so what everything that's going on out there i'm yeah, that's the yeah, it even affects us, but that's the outside yeah. of everything. My our bubble is fucking dope as shit. And well, what ends up happening is <clears throat> when we pay too much attention, not like at all, but when we pay too much attention, attention is away from us, you know, from yourself. Like you're all fixated on the outside, looking at people's Instagram, reading the media, doing whatever. The minute you give yourself an opportunity to smoke your not smoke and drink your smoothie or <laughs> smoke your smoothie. <laughs> run on the treadmill or take a bubble bath. Like you're giving yourself time now. Yeah. You know, like screw all the other stuff. Okay. It's rainy outside. So what? I'm giving myself my time. Yeah. And all that other stuff is like, there is a war on for your attention. Your attention is currency. And you can yeah. either pay. And they're that, all trying to recruit you. Yeah. And, and you can either grateful. pay that. You can either pay that attention because it's currency to yourself. Or you can pay that attention to somebody else. 
or something else. And but you will pay. You're you're paying one way or the other. And ask grass or gas. Nobody rides. Nobody for free. rides for free. So <laughs> I just I don't know. I you're I thankful. think I might have had an epiphany this year and and realized that like I need to fucking pay attention to myself and all that stuff is cool. It's fine. You can, you know, we got to be involved in the world that's around us. That's okay. But you also don't have to be in it. You can pay attention without being in it. So that's my public service announcement for the week. How about you, Avalanche? Well, that's a good segue <laughs> into me. Like, like the taking care of yourself, that is, that is important. And I got a couple, a couple good updates. I'm thankful for Thanksgiving and all that, like we said, but then, uh, when was it? Well, shit, when was it? It was, yeah, the ep- this was since the episode came out. I, I love being able to go to the doctor again. I didn't have insurance for a while. Um, it's been a little while since I've given an update on the, the hemorrhoid issue. <laughs> but I had another follow-up. I'm you, doing good. You don't good. owe it to them. <laughs> it's a, but but, but I, mean, I had several listeners who were like, thanks for sharing that, bro. It's fucking embarrassing. I've been staying no, steady is. with the doctor, taking care of myself, eating better. It's almost taken care of. And at the same time, I had to go in, and then it was this was very traumatic. <laughs> Getting my I had a, I had a sebaceous cyst on my upper left arm, which is weird because the second one I've had removed that both popped up in my rotten apple tattoo. So I had this one removed. I was on the table for like forty five minutes with them, like cauterizing, which is terrible. You like smell like you're you're the burning barbecue as they're cauterizing and stuff, but they wanted to make sure to get it all taken care of. I've had stitches since last week. I go Thursday to get the stitches removed. It's all healing well. So, I mean, like, taking care of yourself. All those young people out there, kind of like Aaron said, start doing it now. I mean, you can still have fun and all that good stuff and everything, but, and I'll say this, take care of your teeth. On top of it, we're talking to the the deadhead grandparents. Yeah, yeah. You kids take care of your butthole and your teeth. Yeah, welcome to the Doctor Phil show. I'm not a doctor, but I'm going to give you advice. (laughs) But I mean, I always say it. I I mean, I basically have a sports car or two in my mouth from years of abuse and not taking care of myself. It's just good to be older and taking care of myself and feeling better. That's Uh, dope, man. Yeah, like right now at work, we we had our little check in with our our good friend Magnus, our, our nutrition coach. We've talked about. And I told him right now that the, uh, everybody's heard now, if you pay attention to the news and the world, the, the flu is back. So we've had several people out sick, a few people trying to come to work with the flu, and that shit ain't getting near me. I'm doing good because I'm taking care of myself. So take care of yourself, everybody. It feels good. It does feel good. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's pretty much my week. It is, you know, Thanksgiving was awesome. The weekend was just nice and chill. And we actually had a day off. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, well, Speak now for yourselves. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, true. And now we're rolling into uh, Thursday night for anybody that's up in this area around us in Portland. We're going to see a good friends of us, the band Sego S E G G O. They're going to be playing at the Douglas Fir on Thursday night. And we've had them on the show before. And we've had them on the show, yes. And go check out their music. They they are awesome. And then what? It's Saturday night. Mm-hmm. We're the going, fourth. huh? The fourth. Yeah, Saturday the fourth. Yeah, may may the fourth be with you. Oh wait, no, that's a whole other thing. So Saturday night we're going to see Lettuce at Roseland, at Roseland. Roseland Theater. So we got a couple fun things coming up this week and. 
then we got a whole lot more cool, fun things like, and we, I got to bring it up again because Aaron already mentioned it. We had an interview this weekend, which was like this weekend we had a day off, but then we talked to Karina Reichman on Sunday. She is so amazing. She is a bundle of energy and so funny and fun to talk to. That's going to be coming at you in the near future. You guys time here. Last hearing that one. Yeah. yeah. And that's a day. She's just amazing. So it was a great week. Right on. Well, you know, we are sliding slowly into December. The holidays are right around the corner. Are they Split one of them already passed? And, uh, you know. Oh, I'd be remiss if I didn't say happy 24th anniversary, baby. Oh, shit. That's By the way, oh, today, November 30th, 2021, marks the 24th anniversary of Melanie and I getting married. This is our, we are one year away. Solid. Solid as a rock. Right. Oh. We are solid as a rock. I, we are. That's why I gave you that real little working on the silver anniversary. Somebody said to me, oh, you guys turned a corner. And I was like, I love that. What? Is, what is, I don't. Like, you know, at a certain point, marriage becomes, and this is not true of everybody, of course, but like at a certain point when you've been with somebody for so long, there's a little bit of safety and stability in that and like you you're in it for the long haul you've turned the corner yeah i it's a mile i feel it's like a milestone you guys yeah i'm proud of it and i'm i love it at the same i love it i'm proud of it we've been through our shit i think even i think that's probably my kids and my marriage is one of my most like valuable assets and things i'm proud proudest of mm-hmm. that's because it's sweet. good yeah it is good man it's really good i i love you i love you too baby happy anniversary baby Aww. thank you 25 fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean what yeah <laughs> huh I, that's mind-boggling i don't i'm not trying to make sense of it i'm just <laughs> saying wow dang well Put that Con- in your pipes and smoke yeah, it. Yeah, congratulations to all you long timers out there. <laughs> and all you short timers, hey, stick it out if it's yeah. worth it, you know? Stick it out if it's worth it, because it's worth it. Sometimes you don't know. That's true. We've had those moments. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know, but then you got to go back to, like, the basics and be like, well, I made a promise, and I'm not a liar. And keep going from there. And then that is work truth. your shit out. So, yeah, everybody, we love you guys. And you know what? Remember, we're all in this family together, and we love you guys. We are. And you're the best listeners ever, and that's why we call you family, and that's why you're No Simple Road family. Pretty cool. So, yeah, we'll be back next week with more stuff and things, and uh, remember to go to nosimpleroad.com and get yourself some merch, because No Simple Road merch, I'm going to tell you something, it makes the perfect Christmas gift. Mm-hmm. We got coffee cups and fanny packs and T-shirts and who doesn't like that shit? So go there, check it out. Also go there and check out the calendar of events because we're going to be still doing some stuff. We got a few shows left this year and in next year we're going to Goose and Pigeons playing ping pong and Ooh, there's Skull a lot of things roses. building up next year. And, oh God, Northwest String Summit's brewing and all the goodness that's going to be that and so, yeah, stay tuned. We got a lot of really good stuff coming your way. And we have a special Christmas episode planned for all of you. And 
We don't even know what it is yet. Yeah, we're not sure yet. We're working on some things. Yeah, we're yeah, hoping we, we some, can get what we want. We got some irons in the fire. No matter what, it's going to be dope. Yeah. You know that. It'll be wrapped and you'll walk in on Christmas Day and you'll look under the tree and you'll be like, oh, look what No Simple Road got me. So we love you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. Make sure you take care of each other and you smile at a stranger and you hydrate. Make sure to tell somebody that you love our show so that they can love it too. Oh, and yeah. Floss your teeth. Safety third. Leave us those, leave us those reviews. And um, remember that Darwin cares about you oh, as well. Oh, Darwin. Darwin does. He's the sweetest. Peace. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now on Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.